0: rise up welcome to rise up radar where we keep the falcons on your radar thank you for joining me stan parker for another episode let's have a ball and joining me for part two of our conversation todd brooks how are you man
1: well, ready to get this conversation started about the uh, state of the
0: franchise of the Atlanta Falcons. State of the franchise of the Atlanta Falcons because no one really knows what the state of the franchise is because there are so many unknowns. And uh, sometimes you wonder about the decision-making up there at Flowery Branch. So um, I don't know where you want to start, but uh, obviously the Falcons have just had a – demoralizing um, loss against Green Bay where they didn't look competitive. Go ahead and check out mm-hmm. the recap of the pre- uh, previous episode on Rise Up Radar. But um, we had that, and you're 0-4 now. The Falcons are over 0-4, and they there doesn't look like there's much hope left in the season. Um, I don't think you've lost the locker room, but it, the season feels – like it's slipping away. Um,
1: yeah, it's definitely slipping away, or slipped. It may be past <laughs> him. Slipped away.
0: Might have been slipped away. So, if you're Arthur Blank, what are you doing? What what what's you doing, Todd? Let's start with you.
1: I mean, the Falcons franchise at this point. I mean, it, it seems to me that they're in a state of transition. You know, they've kind of just flatlined, and they just need a complete reboot. And so, if, if I was Arthur Blank, I would actually, you know, try to get rid of my general manager and my head coach. We, yeah, we've discussed this before. I mean, we need some new personnel, too, because I, I think there's a lot of questions with some of the players that we have right now, whether or not they're going to really be able to recover from some of these injuries that they've had and if they're going to be on the team next year. And you really need to build a lot of different pieces at this point. It's not just about defense, but it's about offensive line, running back, so, you got to start somewhere. And I think the first place you got to start, you know, if you end up with the worst record in the NFL, is you're going to have to start with a new quarterback and trade Matt Ryan to a contender. And that's unfortunate. I still think he's at the top of his game. But um, one quarterback is not going, like keeping our veteran quarterback is not going to change the direction of the franchise at this point. We need pass rushers, we need good corners, we need offensive linemen. We need new running backs. We just need some new blood. Period. And we need a new coaching staff, and we need
0: a new general manager. Falcons need everything. Okay. So what you're proposing is you're Got ripping it. it you're yeah. ripping it down to the studs. Got it. Yep. You're gutting it, and you. This is what you're proposing is not a 2021 fix. That is a. You know, this, that, that fix doesn't happen in a year. That's a two-year to three-year process.
1: And theoretically, yes, but you would be surprised. You know, I don't think anybody would have looked back, let's say, after the 2007 Falcons season when Bobby Petrino was their head coach. Dude. And I don't think anybody would have said that the 2008 Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan as a rookie are going to go to the playoffs in his first year, which is what they did. So it can be done. You could gut the entire franchise in a year and you can get back into the playoffs because this is the NFL after all. You know, it's not the only teams that seem to be relegated to uh, just mediocre status and to be things like the Cleveland Browns, who are improving. But things like the Cleveland Browns, teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, Jets, um, the, Jet, the New York Jets are like the new Cleveland Browns now. They're awful. Yeah, they're per- awful.
0: Perpetually, st- they, they're perpetually terrible like stuck in limbo uh yeah i don't um i don't know if i would subscribe to i don't know it dep- obviously it depends on the, the the moves that they make but um i am surprisingly um you took all the things i was gonna say you you surprisingly because I, I was like i didn't know where you were gonna go with it but i i'm with you dude Take a stick of dynamite, throw it in there, and blow it all up and start over. And I particularly particularly like the plan of um, if you're going to go that right route, it's unfortunate, and I'm totally on your side, and I would not blame them for doing this, but if you traded Matt Ryan, is the trading him, trading him to a contender to maybe get some picks or I don't know what you would – I would like to see someone who's smarter than I am go see the trade value of Matt Ryan, what he would fetch in the, in the open market. I think Matt Ryan could command a lot. And here's the
1: thing. You have to do it now. He's not going to be worth anything two or three years down the road. You need to do it now. If you're going to go ahead and make the moves, you need to do it this year. You can't wait until 2022 or 2023 to make the moves because he's going to be worth substantially less if he's worth anything at that point.
0: Okay, so what if tomorrow you wake up in the morning and you get the news that Matt Ryan's been traded? How do you feel? I mean, I would be disappointed
1: in a way because Matt Ryan is the best quarterback that's ever played for the Atlanta Falcons, despite what people say. But we're at a point where I don't think he's going to be able to win a Super Bowl for this franchise anymore. And, and I'll I'll tell you what, um, Mark Bell put out a post on Twitter today, too. And this was what he said. He said, for years I've talked about the Falcons window, how they all, how you only get so many chances at the ring with the core of star players. I'll never quit as an Atlanta Falcons fan. Matter of fact, I'll be there next week. But let's face facts, our window is closed. And I agree with
0: Mark Bell just 100%. Hundred percent. So that's the question that that you hope uh, that you hope Arthur Blank is asking himself. Is Arthur Blank like getting into his head? Is Arthur Blank asking this the question of Is this team going to take me to the Super Bowl and win me a championship, or is he thinking of himself? Will this team make me some money, and can we put on a good product on the field? And that's. The real question because if you're looking at it through the lens of we're going to put a good product on the field we're going to make some money and then we're going to just have a happy franchise then you know obviously oh and four start doesn't help with that but like the urgency Mm -hmm. is not there but like if you're looking at it through the lens of right now you need to ask this question about every person on your roster. Is this person gonna take me to the Super Bowl? Can this person be on a Super Bowl roster? And if you're looking at it that way, then this pretty black and white that this team is not I mean close to being in the Super Bowl. And I'm not so sure that Matt Ryan you know could can, can take you there at this point. I don't know. as that we're we're getting into you know I'm not so I'm not as I don't know.
1: The fan base is extremely divided, too. I mean, I think even, let's say, in a world where you've got COVID-19 under control in 2021, well, yeah, twenty twenty one, in a world where you have it completely under control and fans can come back, I'm not really sure that you're going to be able to sell out your games next year if you bring this team back again. Now, on the other hand, if you trade Matt Ryan away, you bring in a new quarterback, bring us new blood, fill up the roster with some draft picks, maybe make a trade here or there, that would at least excite the fan base and say, hey, we're building on something, if Dan Quinn's gone, of course. That's also part of the equation. And Thomas Dimitrov has to be gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can bring anybody. Nobody else really has any respect for those guys at this point to be able to bring them back. There's no credibility with them at all. Right. Like we basically have been living the same season for three years. This one's gotten a little bit worse. The Falcons are off to their worst start since 1999. It's been two decades since they were 0-4. The last time was the year after they went to the Super Bowl. Bowl. So, you've hit a brand-new low this year. And you weren't even competitive in the most recent game. You were at least competitive in the other three. This game, even though the Falcons were kind of in it early on, they had that goal line stance, I never really felt like they were even in the game with Green Bay. I never thought for one second they were going to beat Green Bay.
0: Yeah, that's tough. So, um, say the franchise is not pretty right now, but – if we, if we kind of just play out this scenario, all right, so these are all moves, you know, ahead of cleaning the country step out and, and, and trading, trying to fetch something for Matt Ryan, which I think he has some, like you said, tradability there, and then drafting the right person. So, like, if you're going to do that route, I think these moves need to be made soon. I think I think cleaning cleaning house – cleaning maybe firing Dan Quinn soon – and then that way the interim can step in. Probably my guess would be either Dirk Cutter or Raheem Morris. I would pick Raheem Morris. I don't know why, but, you know.
1: Because uh, you don't like Dirk Cutter. <laughs> That's my. <mine.
0: laughs> I do not like – okay, I'll admit it. I don't like Dirk Cutter, okay? I I was – I will trying to talk myself into it. I was trying to stay positive with, with the hire. But here's the thing. I don't like Dirk Cutter but I'm not mad at Dirk cutter. I'm not, he doesn't get, he gets blamed for me, but Dirk cutter is who he is. He's been doing this all of his career and he's not, he, he was brought in here. Let's be real. He was brought in here to run someone else's offense, and he's not the other person. And so Dirk cutter is doing what Dirk cutter does. Arthur Blake was the one that hired him. And, and that coach, whoever the hiring personnel is, was the one that you hired him, and he's doing what Kirk, Dirk Cutter does, which is not very good. So I don't know. Uh,
1: I mean, there is some extra pressure now. I think too to go ahead and make the move with Dan Quinn. Bill O'Brien was fired yesterday. I think. I'm sure, Adam Gase is probably on his way out with the Jets pretty soon too. He's probably packing. You got office Dan up. Quinn. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those three guys for sure. But, you know, it'd be interesting. We should take a look at the teams that we are competing against for those, you know, top three or four playoff spots, or not playoff spots, but draft spots. <laughs> oh, and, top. No, we're not competing against what? what happened? Yeah. No. I, I, you been watching other so, teams. Like, if we, let's just say if we did go and get a quarterback this year, who are we competing against for a quarterback? That would be kind of an interesting uh, conversation. So, so the,
0: obviously, the Jets team one.
1: The Jets. Um, but would they really? Would they really get rid of of Darnold at this point, though? I mean, I, that's one thing at, I don't know. Do you think they would go for Lawrence and try to find a place for
0: for Darnold for sure? I, I think so because uh, if he's kind of the same boat as Josh Rosen. Poor Josh Rosen. He's been kicked around the NFL and he's still young. Like yeah. literally, still young. He, I mean, he's been kicked around everywhere and he's yet to find a starting spot. I think he's that Sam Darnold is would be the next one to be drafted high and they kick it to the curb early for some younger blood. So I think so. Uh, the other ones ahead of the Falcons currently in the standings are, I think the Giants are ahead of the Falcons for the number one pick. And I don't
1: see them going for a quarterback no, they right, like, now, right now.
0: They like Chase Daniel. What's it's, that's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Wow. i got that completely wrong. Daniel Jones. They like him. He looks He looks like he's comparable or competent. Uh, who else is up there? All right, so you've got the Denver Broncos sitting there at one and
1: three, but they have Drew Locke as their quarterback. Dude. They're they're they have a game, and then Houston's zero and four. They're not
0: going to get a quarterback. So look, we're we're in line to get Justin Fields. How how or how Trevor you, Lawrence? Either one of them. No, well if if it comes down to it. Who would you who would you rather pick, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence?
1: Um, yeah, I like them both. Uh, I like the fact with Justin Fields, he's got that extra bit of athleticism though, where he could he could actually scramble and run a little bit. Um, he's not a Michael Vick, you know, type of speed, but he he definitely would offer a little bit more speed at quarterback and a little bit more um, ability to scramble and get away from the defenders. So I I would like Justin Fields. I think I would still prefer Trevor
0: Lawrence because of the deep ball though. I, I agree on all the points you said that uh, the that 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 Justin fields would bring a, a dimension to the Falcons uh, quarterback game that we haven't seen in a while of you know the the elusiveness and just being able to beat you with your with the legs and and then it would be interesting for him to come home to Atlanta it would be uh it would be a, a definitely a uh, a storyline that draft people would would, would talk about, but um, yeah, I, I'd say if we were to be unfortunate enough to win three games at the end of the game at the end of the year, and to um, squander the ability of getting the number one overall pick, you, you could go at three. If you were say if, if it started right now, if the draft started right now, where would Falcons be picking? Do you have that rung up?
1: I don't have it uh, rung up. But I'm sure I, they'd be picking up less than second because yeah, the Jets, I, I think, would probably have a number one pick. But. I'm
0: pretty sure it's four.
1: Last time I checked, I checked it. Four. My,
0: yeah, four. So uh, if, I think it would be like Jets, Giants, or Jets, um, Broncos, Giants. Let's see. Um, So, anyway, so, it, like I'm saying, if it comes – how much of a disappointment would – excuse me, how much of a disappointment would it be for you if they picked up Justin Fields as, you know, instead of – It would
1: be, it would be a disappointment. I think Justin Fields is a really good quarterback, too. I think both those guys have a bright future in the NFL. I I'm don't I'm not have my heart just totally set on Trevor Large. What I have my heart set on is change and transition. Because you can find some suitors – for for Matt Ryan, easily. I mean, I could look at a team like Chicago. They still need a quarterback. They have Trubisky back there, but I don't see them – I don't see Trubisky being the quarterback of the future. So, you could actually move Ryan to Chicago, probably get some good pieces for them, get their draft pick, get a couple draft picks from them, and you could draft some defensive guys. Or, you know, you could probably, like, maybe a team like, uh, let's say – uh, let me think here. Let me look. I mean, even the Titans probably could use a full time starter, they've got one back there now, but uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. You know, well, or, or Pittsburgh, or what about Pittsburgh? Roethlisberger's at
0: the end here. You could find you could probably yeah, take that
1: Ryan to Pittsburgh. Uh,
0: maybe I, I don't know if I'm trying to think of a better like a, what's a good I think Uh, the Vikings, oh no, who? the Vikings,
1: oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, the, the Vikings have a quarterback they've got uh kirk Heinrich there Don't no, what's his name kirk Heinrich, um, power uh, about uh, that's a basketball That's a small, basketball. Forward, small
0: forward for the <laughs> what's that what's
1: that what's that guy's name that was with um with michigan state and he played for the redskins and now he's he's up at uh in minnesota now i see who their quarterback is, so i can't crazy, I, I bet they man. like him i don't kirk cousins yeah i know we do Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I was a Kirk Henry. Kirk Wait,
0: like, I remember him. <laughs> but to Kirk the Cousins. Bulls, to the Bulls. I mean, they're, I mean they're happy with him. Like,
1: I know. Yeah. Hey, he, he used to play for the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. In college. Yeah. But. All right. But, so, uh, no, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We had a crazy moment there.
0: Yeah. It's all right. So, all right. So, NFL.com last night um, at like midnight, 30, posted a mock draft for the, the picks. So, number one. And. Day order. So number one is Jets. Number two is Texans. Number three is the Giants. And number four is the Falcons.
1: Okay.
0: So and then the five are never- Jaguars. And they're one and three. So um I don't, so whatever worth that is. So like so those three, like we just went through. The Jets need a quarterback. The Texans don't need a quarterback. And the Giants more than likely don't need a cornerback. Quarterback. So and the Falcons if they were to trade Matt Ryan need a quarterback. But let's just say okay, so let's just say they're not going to trade. I did okay, actually find
1: a mock draft here. So, let me go through, like, the top five picks. All right. So, number one, they have the Jets getting – this is just theoretically where they think teams are going to finish. They have the Jets taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. That's not yep. a surprise. Yeah. Then difficult. they have the Falcons with the number two pick. Yay, let's go. And they have the Falcons taking Justin Fields. So there you go. There you they go. We, they think they we would definitely get a quarterback. And then, uh, let's see, number three was the Giants. They took Gregory Razo, the defensive end out of Miami, Minnesota, Carlos Basham, defensive end out of Wake Forest, with the number four pick. And then the Denver Broncos of P. N. Sewell, offensive tackle at Oregon. So it's definitely a chance that the Falcons are going to be somewhere in that order. But I, that, most of those teams aren't going to need
0: quarterbacks. And the Falcons need one. So what's a okay. They don't have a
1: reliable backup now.
0: Yeah, well you have the ninety year old um 14 million dollar man. What's his name? Um uh Matt Schaub. Both Matt's playing uh Matt nice Yeah, he's what is he, like ninety six? Um, I mean he makes fourteen million dollars a year holding a clipboard. I mean I would not mind his job. Oh no. I mean I would I would wash socks. I would wash socks
1: for the locker room. By hand, oh, he still, has, he still has to year. practice, though. He gets to hold the, the clipboard on game
0: day, but he still has to, uh,
1: you know, show up and practice. Right, like the scout team.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so, all right, Todd, you get my hopes up here. You, you, you get me all updating. Um What is the, what's the problem with Arthur? What do you think? Well, I think it all comes down to the Falcons
1: go, you know, something like eight and zero down the stretch. I really don't think that's going to happen this year, though. I would be surprised if it happened just based on the way this season started out and just based on the way that the Falcons have played so far. And and last night, they looked like they had checked out. That's the first time all season where, to me, mentally, they didn't look like they were really in the game. If they carry that mental um, – if they carry that over to another game, in the next few games. And they're not going to beat any of those teams either. I know their schedule's easing up now. They have Carolina twice. Right. They have the Vikings. But I I don't – Broncos. Mentally, they just don't seem like they're in it. Yeah, the Broncos, I think all those teams, even though their records are mediocre, are still better than the Falcons right now. I think they all maybe have a little something to play for. I mean, the NFC teams especially have stuff to play for because the NFC's awful this year. You could probably – Sneak your way into the playoffs, even if you're somewhat mediocre, but not zero a four. Le- at this point,
0: like legit, like mathematically, like six wins might get win the the, AFC, the NFC East because of that. Tie. Well, you know
1: they're uh, leading teams one and two and one right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's their division leader. Division leader one, two, and one, dude. So we'll see. We should put some. Uh, we so a bet a coke of uh we should have a, some kind of bet or something of when do you think Dan Quinn gets the axe. We're not gonna do it tonight, but we I'll text you.
1: So Okay, well Arthur Blank has been very patient so far. I mean he might let it go to season's in. He may. I mean, especially if he I th- to I himself think- he thinks there are not any viable replacements to replace them with. Maybe he's thinking that um, he doesn't want to put a dirt cutter up there because he doesn't want them to have a successful eight, seven, eight games here at the end of the year and maybe get hired as a head coach. He doesn't even want to approach that situation. Or he doesn't want to approach Raheem Morris in the same way either. Um, so it just depends. Now, I think something that's interesting to watch, though, and I don't know what the Falcons' financial situation is as far as what Arthur Blank even want to pay. I mean, Arthur Blank is wealthy. And this doesn't seem to affect pro teams. Bill O'Brien has been fired. I've seen a couple of uh, Major League Baseball managers fired this year. I've seen a couple of NBA coaches fired this year since the pandemic began. But you have to think that could be a factor, too. He might want to play out the rest of Dan Quinn's contract and just – What, you
0: know, what is he doesn't it? want to
1: pay him. The money. I don't know how I, much is left on it. I haven't researched that. I hadn't
0: either. So, um, but um, I think there's so much um, – Outcry in the media, and now we're so um, now we're so connected anyway through social media and everything, and and, and fans and podcasts and everything else. So I think uh, I think there's so much more pressure now than there you know there used to be, but um, I don't know.
1: Well, to be fair, I think that scenario really probably applies more to colleges anywhere else i think a lot of colleges that normally would have moved on from their head coaches probably won't do so this year i really don't think it's a factor for proteins but it's just something maybe to watch
0: and then sue Either another way. another factor is um maybe the salary cap goes down next year because of yeah. the hit of the pocketbook of this covid situation not getting your ticket sales and i mean it all comes back to money anyway um like you were just saying but like um you know maybe the, the uh the, uh, maybe it takes a hit. The, the purse takes a hit and, you know, you're you going to let him play it out. I don't know. Like you said. Um, but that is, um, so you get rid of everything, everybody, right? You get rid of the general manager. Yeah. I'll get it
1: rid of everybody. I mean, I don't think you can bring Dan Quinn back one way or the other, because there's just no credibility with them. I mean, you're just going to have fans rebelling at that point. I mean, it's almost like, uh, Republicans and Democrats at each other's throats. The Falcons fan base, they're at each other's throats all the time, too. I had a debate yesterday with somebody. He was arguing about Matt Ryan. And, you know, you know the reason why he told me Matt Ryan was a bad quarterback? You know what that reason was? No, tell me. He said because he went three and out too much in the Chicago Bears game. And I told him, I said, look, dude, check out our defensive stats. We're ranked 31st out of uh, 32 NFL teams in defense and total yards per game. I said, that's where you really need to go. Yes, you're using one thing to discredit Matt Ryan as a great quarterback, but that wasn't all his fault either. That was more of, I think, the play calling. if you ask me, because we just threw a lot of deep passes in that Bears game. It it had nothing really to do with Matt Ryan. It's just he was only given so much, and that's what his job was, was to throw a deep pass there, and he was best on a couple of guys.
0: Right. Um, I like uh, meeting – I like meeting – Matt Ryan haters in public uh, just in a, in a conversational setting and being able to, you know, being able to just talk to them like, okay, Matt Ryan lost us that Super Bowl. Did Matt Ryan, re- I mean, he had a mistake. and He got sacked. Did, did he miss the block? I mean, he might should have never took that sack, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, did he not run it on third down? I mean, did like, is did he, all all these things i mean did he get tired in the fourth quarter and couldn't stop the run no the falcons the problem with that Super Bowl is they got
1: conservative in the second half yeah they, they played not to the lose and they had not been conservative all year and they got conservative and they weren't playing within their offense and that's how they lost that game. it had yeah. nothing to do with with matt i mean yeah he was the quarterback but I think Kyle Shanahan's the guy is the guy to blame for that particular loss. But hey, what happened was our defensive coordinator from that season took the hit for it and they fired him.
0: That was a mistake. Bro Quan Manuel got fired yeah. for for he got fired for less than Dan Quinn is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was allegedly that was a weird situation. I'd like to research that and bring that to the airwaves uh, later on this week. But I'd like to know what exactly went into Roquan Manual because uh, or no, is it Roquan Manual? Mark Marquon Manual. That's his name. Sorry, I messed that up. But I'd like to, I'm gonna do some research this week because there was some there was some weirdness um, in in that and I'll i I'll, I'll go check that out. But so in a world, this is this is we're going to do best case scenario to wrap this thing up just to end us on a positive note, because, you know, I always like to do positivity here and I like to give the Falcons fans some hopes. Y'all been through some dark times here lately, everybody, hang on guys, stick with us. We're bringing you the goods. We're gonna, we're gonna stay positive and we're going to give you some hope. something to look forward to. So in, in a, in a best case scenario, in the next over the next from now until the beginning of 2021 opening day, maybe, I guess, the preseason next year, we've beat COVID. It's we're, we're back to different normal, but we are getting to normal, our new normal. Fans are in the stands, all that stuff. So that's already taken care of. What is the best-case scenario in your mind? What all transpires to be opening day for the NFL next year to be, you know what, it's good to be a Falcons fan. Go for it. Okay,
1: so I think the best-case scenario is to get a coach that uh, the fans are excited about. Yep. I think it needs to be an offensive guy, considering the personnel that we, we currently have on our team. And I think we need to draft a quarterback. Some the record is where I think it's going to be, At the end of the year, we need to get one of those top-notch quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, somebody like that. Um, We need to make several either trades or adequate draft picks. When I say adequate, we just have a history of not drafting well. So, adequate draft picks to be able to fill our defense up with. But that's going to involve Thomas Dimitrov not being part of the Atlanta Falcons general management team any longer. So, he needs to be gone. And, obviously, you know, I said we need to get an offensive coach. Dan Quinn needs to be gone, too and that offensive coach needs to hire a good defensive coordinator. And it's just interesting to me because the last two coaches that we've had, we've gone for the defensive guy, and it hasn't worked out because the defense was never really good under either one of those regimes. It never right. really was. Right. It, the Mike Smith's early defenses from 08 to 11 were a little bit um, misleading, I think. They were good on paper defensively, but – what you have with those teams is you had more of a ball control oriented offense until Dirk Cutter got to Atlanta. And where, you know, you just you ran Michael Turner all the time and Matt Ryan would throw on play action and you just didn't really you had a lot of time of possession built up. So that defense did spent a lot of time out on the field anyway. It was extremely overrated. So I don't think the defense has really ever truly been good. The closest we've gotten was late in that Super Bowl season. And maybe even late in the 2017 season, but it hasn't shown its head since then.
0: Right. Okay. So, uh, so in my, like you said, so my best case scenario is in a, and so when you wake up the game day morning next year and it's, it's Sunday, and we're doing this podcast, and millions of people are listening to us, uh, this, this is how it's going to have to go down. We're going to have to have some growing pains, Todd. Some people are going to be outraged, but I think this is this is what's going to have to happen. Obviously, mm-hmm. you fire Dan Quinn, you clean house all the way down to the water boy, get a new water boy. Uh, all the way down, we even talked about this a little a bit earlier. You get what's his name, even a higher one more step from um, Thomas Dimitrov, the guy. Pioli, I think I did. No, Pioli's Pioli's no longer with the I did McKay. this last time. Rich McKay. Rich McKay is the president. So I I'm even looking at him. So. You get, you start with a head coach who is offensive minded, head coach, just like you said, but has a buddy, has a running mate that has a good track record, maybe not a track record, but hires a solid defensive coordinator and he could come in here and evaluate real talent in, in NFL level. You trade, you make some, I think you make some major trades. We're mm-hmm. talking blockbuster. Julio. Yeah. Julio talking, might
1: be on the agenda too.
0: Julio and or Matt Ryan. And we keep Calvin. Obviously he's young. He's under a rookie contract. I mean, the only no one's safe. That's how you have to look at it. You have to – because when a new general manager walks in the building, literally no one's safe. So that's how you have to do it. And you have to – and, 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 and uh, what's his name? Arthur Blank's got to be hands off enough to let the general manager be the general manager. So that, that's, that's a big key. And so then you make a big keys, make a big moves, and let's build something that's obviously off, office oriented, but has, you know, solid defense. And then you draft high draft pick, you know, you go over, you put an interim in there, you get, you go defeated or however you, you win three games and you get top four pick, you pick, uh, Justin Fields and or Trevor Lawrence however the cards may fall and then you go from there you get you start over with Joe Burrow like you know Joe Burrow and all that you know you get a young exciting quarterback and you sell out jerseys of Justin Fields he's coming home to Georgia you know all that stuff so that would get the fans excited a lot of I can't believe you traded Matt Ryan but I don't think you do Matt Ryan dirty though I think you you have to be respectful of who he is as a person as a professional I think like you said we've said earlier in this podcast you got to trade a contender. And you can, you can squeeze the most out of that. Uh, I mean, get some picks in the future. Get it. Get it. A, a solid defensive end. You know, I mean, defensive end. But you know, some pieces that that would help you move forward because you're building a new. You mean ripping it down from the studs up, and no one's safe down to the you know equipment manager. So I'm I'm with you on that. It's, it's a crazy reality that we're talking about that already, in the quarter way of the season. But that's where we are. It's been. This is this train has been heading down this tracks since the super bowl mm-hmm. and and there were still this franchise arthur particularly but this franchise as a whole the atlanta falcons have not gotten over that super bowl um there's too many similarities too many like familiar faces on this team it might be time to just go ahead and do it and the best
1: way to build an nfl team is through the draft the new england patriots have proven that over and over and then this is the team that really has they never, never even had, had a number good. one or number two pick. You know, they just – they had Tom Brady late. I think he was a six-round draft choice when they got him. And now he's gone. But they have great upper-level management there. And they're still good. And I know they lost last night to the Kansas City Chiefs. But they're still a good team. Yeah. And was, I still think they're going to be in the playoffs in the year. And they didn't have their quarterback last that, night. That's what I was They, they have COVID
0: right now. Yeah. They have Cam. Uh, so, funny story. My, uh, Carol, went to, Carol went to middle school with Cam oh really Uh, yeah uh she was taller than him in uh in middle school that's like her claim to fame and uh i think he signed her yearbook so in middle school i had to dig it out see if i can find it and that isn't that cool that is cool yeah she know him
1: well she know him pretty well or no
0: it's just no in passing so i already already asked that question don't worry (laughs) hey you know anything i can do um But, yeah, so, Falcons fans, there are uh, things to look forward to. Hopefully, Arthur Blank uh, makes good decisions. And um, looking towards some uh, major – I am not promising, but it looks like in the cards, as a fan in the seat on the bus, it looks like major uh, organizational changes are coming. It feels that way. I think the entire NFL, even the announcers are like, oh, you know, you know, blah, 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 We're going get, someone's going to get fired. Today. You know, like and mm-hmm. the whole national media is getting a hold of how long is Dan Quinn going to sit on the hot seat? It's coming. I don't know how, when it's going to be, but um, it, it, the change needs to happen. And um, there's something to look forward to because they're going to be changed and it's going to be better. So, uh, Todd, I know we, we, we yammered on tonight, but uh, it was good. Uh, it's, it's much needed. Um. These are going to be some growing pains. It's going to be some weird times mm-hmm. in the Falcon coming up soon. But um, you got anything else for the people tonight?
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to add this in the last podcast we had with Green Bay, but I kind of forgot. But anytime you let a quarterback just go off on you and throw at a percentage rate of 82% completions in a game, then it's time to make some uh, some moves. I was really interested in seeing where that stood in NFL history. I said I'll have an official answer because uh, – I, I didn't even know this from last year, but Drew Brees completed almost 97% of his passes in a game last year. And Matt Ryan even had a crazy game where he completed 92% of his passes last year, too. So, uh, actually, Drew Brees has got four games in the top 25 all time. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any. And so, I've made it to the top 50. But uh, even all the way down at number 50, you've got um, somebody, Bart Starr was down there, and he threw 88.2% of his passes. So, you have to go down a little ways. But I bet it's still top 100. Who's number I one? I us have to find out for sure. Number one is Drew Brees from last year. He uh, had a game last year the Indianapolis th- Colts. Other Colts. December sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, 2019, 96.7% completion
0: rate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are things to come in the future, whether they're going to be good or bad. We will be here to cover them. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Um, It's a wild ride right now as a Falcons fan. And uh, until next time, fellas, rise up.